tu gloria. My name is Ebony Jones. I am the pastor of New Life with New Hope, the House of Healing and Restoration, where my overseer is Bishop Dr. Charles Jones Jr. And we are back again with another episode. We are located at 306 West Monroe Street, Carbondale, Illinois, 62901 which we do start off with Sunday school service at 2 p.m. And then from that service, we have our church service. And we are welcoming anyone that would like to come out and fellowship with us and just have a good time in the Lord. You are all welcome. On today, I want to talk about pursuing happiness. And pursuing comes from pursuit which is the action of following or pursuing someone or something. And then sometimes I like to joke with the men because I know that men know how to pursue. (laughs) You see a beautiful woman, you get to know her. And if you gel together spiritually, he pursues after her. So I like to make that joke because I know that that's how my husband ended up getting me and we ended up getting married. He pursued after me, biblically though. (laughs) But I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, the Beatitudes as well. Since we were talking about the Beatitudes, which Jesus taught, and the Beatitudes are spiritual characteristics all believers should strive to have today. But I wanted to let you know that, that the Beatitudes, they teach us something. And that something is life might be challenging, but our reward is not going to be down here on earth, but in heaven. And the reference scripture that I found was, and behold, I come quickly. My reward is with me to give every man according as his work shall be. And that was Revelations 22 and 12. My point is we receive blessings here on earth called grace and mercy And it follows us every single day of our life. Otherwise, we could not even survive on earth. Earth has been corrupted and tainted with too much evil that if it had not been for a compassionate God, I don't believe we will be here. He could have wiped out the entire world like he did in the time of Noah. He could have let the earth swallow swallow us up due to us rejecting him. And turning against his code of ethics and principles. And we live in iniquity. But he has allowed us to remain. And even though we are yes sinners. Jesus died for us. And Jesus taught us. And he encouraged us. To follow the commandments. He preached on the Beatitudes. Because he knew we would have tests and trials. He knew that we would be distracted by the enemy's devices. And we change in our sin. We could turn to reprobate minds, which means we lose our understanding of him. The Beatitudes use blessed in the beginning of each sentence. But blessed truly meant happy. So if we replaced all the blessed with happy, it gives us what's called perspectives. Happiness is a decision we make in your perspective. Happiness is how you look at it. 
But happy is not something to be chased. We associate happiness with achievements. We associate happiness with everything we do other than understanding that apart from our Heavenly Father, we can do nothing. The sufferings of the present life are not worthy to be compared with the glory that is about to be revealed to us and in us. Is what the scripture says. I believe that total and complete happiness will only exist when we are dwelling with our Heavenly Father, our Creator. Here on earth, we are receiving sprinkles of happiness, but life is hard. And Jesus knew that we would endure hardship. He knew we will encounter every type of pain possible, whether it is physical, psychological, emotional. But when we get to heaven, where our true rewards are, our God will wipe away every tear from our eyes. And there will no longer be death. There will no longer be sorrow and anguish or crying or pain. For the former order of things has passed away. And that sounds like a place of peace and complete happiness. Not imperfect happiness. And I try to envision in my mind what that looks like. And I can't even picture it. But it sounds like paradise. It sounds like a place of harmony where everyone is doing good things, loving each other, helping each other not competing with each other, not trying to outdo each other, not worried about how you look, how you sound, none of the foolish nonsense we experience on earth because to chase is to chase after the validation of this world and that is to make us happy. And I realize that a lot of people are chasing happiness nowadays, but the happiness that they're chasing looks more like greed pride, lust, and all of the other sins. But what about God? Philippians 4 and 4 tells us to rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. And my hope is that we can get to a point in our lives where we stop confiscating things and people for his love and recognize that he is able to feel all of our desires. And that he is the only source of our true happiness. It starts directly with him. Because he is the originator of all things that are good. And that's not the first time I've said that. I say that and I will continue to say that in all my sermons. All of the things that you receive and I receive in our life. That gives us happiness is because God is allocating help for you and for me. He hears your cries. He hears my cries. He hears our repetitious requests. He hears our pain. And he is a loving father that cares about all his children. He has no respect of a person. He also knows that the finer things in this life that we cherish so much is only temporary happiness. You might not want to look at it that way because it sounds like there is nothing to look forward to. And it sounds sad that we can't have our happiness now. 
But his plan in the beginning was for us to receive all the benefits on earth until sin crept in. And he hates sin. It stinks in his nostrils. And the world is drenched in it. So we can't have our rewards here. And I don't know if anybody have any philosophy majors out there. I took a couple of philosophy classes and I was so intrigued on what philosophers had to say about happiness. Aristotle stated that everybody wants happiness and that everything we do is to be happy. But just because we do all the necessary things to ensure happiness does not mean we will be happy. And I agree with that. And I agree with that because we frustrate ourselves trying to do, say, walk, dress, look the part of what we think happiness really is. And we spend so much time trying to be what others want us to be, what we think we need to be in order to be happy. And we are looking at innovative ways to create this momentary feeling lasts longer when it isn't last longer than what it is intended to be at times. And we end up being more unhappy than happy trying to chase happiness. When happiness changes for us because we waver in our emotions entirely too much to be stable enough to rest in happiness. We capture moments like a camera of happiness. And if we don't learn how to be content with where we are right here, right now, that moment of happiness can literally pass you by. Our minds tend to overthink. And the enemy loves that. When we try to create our fantasy life, where there is nothing but happiness in it, because we thrill after euphoria. When we feel happy, it's addictive, and we want that feeling over and over. But when we don't feel that feeling, it is a letdown. And then you start feeling like your life is missing something. So you try to fill voids with things, with people, and it never works out right. So you start feeling sad, and then apathy progresses, and now you're feeling hopeless and burned down with the weights of disappointment and discouragement. All because the feeling of happiness did not happen. Thomas Aquinas even questioned, what is human happiness? And he wondered if it was possible for humans to receive perfect happiness on earth. His answer was, perfect happiness, beatitudo, is not possible on earth, but only imperfect happiness, also known as Felicitas. We live in an imperfect world with imperfect people. We enter into this world already in bondage. We enter into this world a sinner. And until we repent and turn away from our wicked ways, we are imperfect. But when God changes us, he changes all of us, the inside and out. And he makes us whole. And as we mature spiritually and we read the Holy Scriptures and live by them, 
someone say, live by them, we become perfect in what we know to do that is right. And that alone can create happiness. We're supposed to do good and avoid evil. Some of us are so happy stirring up evil. We're involved in too much drama when we are supposed to be peacemakers. And the happiness that you seek does not resemble anything that will inherit the kingdom of God, which is not a godly type attitude. And that is something that we should seek to be corrected. And then I thought about love and affection between man and woman, parent to child. Then I thought about careers and fancy cars and fancy jobs or wealth or beautiful homes or gaining success or having materialistic things or passionate things, business things, technical things. I mean, I'm trying to identify all the things that we chase after. Does it really turn into happiness? Can anybody really explain to me what it would take for you to be happy? And I guarantee you that if I was to open up the line here, I believe everybody's response to happiness will be a little bit different because there are various forms of happiness. We have joy, which is a good feeling in the soul produced by the Holy Spirit. We have excitement, which was a thrill. Gratitude, which is thankfulness. Pride, which is excessive desire for yourself, which it kind of resembles all about you type of attitude. Then we have optimism, which is hope that creates happiness. Contentment, enjoying the place where you are right now, which is the place that Paul often refers to himself as having, that he's content. He learned how to be content in all things, which is something that we should strive towards. And then we have love, a deep affection. And we experience all of these things, right? We have see, events that make us happy, like weddings make you happy, birthdays, promotions, gathering of loved ones, anniversaries, marriage, parenting, entrepreneurship, living comfortable. And we chase after all these things. But my hope is that one day we will come into realization that none of these things really truly matters. Because when you're older and you're gray and you realize you have less time ahead of you, you understand that the homes, the cars, the friends, the yachts, all of those things on your deathbed you cannot take with you. The relationships. And when I talk to people on their deathbed, a lot of times they don't bring up all the things that they have achieved in life. They bring up family. They bring up what happens in the afterlife. They bring up 
wanting to get right with God. So happiness belongs with God. It exists with God. We have to seek him for our entire life outline and let him order our steps by applying scripture to our life. Let him lead and guide you to prosper. Know that he wants us to prosper. He gets joy out of his people prospering. Living an abundant life. Even if your idea does not match his will for your life. We can show gratitude for the things that he has done. And will do. And have some joy behind thanking him. Because things can't make you happy. People can, but it's temporary. All of these things are temporary. Because nothing on this earth lasts forever. The only thing that will last forever is his word, which is the truth. What is happiness? It is not a noun. It's not a person, place, or a thing the way we want it to be. Well, we tell ourselves that if we had everything in the world, then we will be happy. But we look around and we see wealthy people. And nothing has nothing that they purchased made them happy. Nothing that they purchased satisfied them. And you'll see a lot of them strung out on drugs and you'll begin to wonder like why why are these people the richest people on this earth why do they have it so bad why are they involved in so much drugs and alcohol having all these parties all these friends needing to be around people all the time because they're confiscating for the love of God and they're trying to fill it with all these things. And they do all these things. They, they outdo birthday parties every year. You'll see it on TV. They'll buy all this land. Thinking that these things will make them happy. But they really feel empty. And they try to buy love and friendship. And then they're disappointed when that friendship returns to them void. That is why the Samaritan woman at the well is one of my favorite parables. Because she was searching for her happiness in all the wrong places. And not even realizing that all she needed was God. All she needed was to indulge herself in the creator to drink of him and she will not be thirsty anymore because God is just that for us. He is our sustainer. He will keep us meaning you are his and no one can pluck you out of his hands. But if you decide to leave him, he will never force you to love him, but he wants your love, your time your attention, your affection, 
just like we do. And everyone's solution to their own happiness will always be different. Nobody will have the exact answer because we all crave different things and at different times of our lives. But what I'm noticing is that what I measured as happiness in my 20s, I definitely do not agree with now in my 40s because happiness looks a little different to me now. Back then when I was chasing my own selfish desires, I definitely didn't know what I wanted out of life. And in some ways, I still don't know. <laughs> the happiest moments that I've ever been was being in God's presence. Yes. Being in his presence. Being comforted with his Holy Spirit that shines upon us. So much that you can leap, shout, dance, speak in a different and unknown language. Because his spirit is just that powerful. And I just thank him for that. For that realization that the world cannot give you what he can give you. There is nobody like him. There is nobody like our father. He loves us with so much love. That if we would only seek him first, he would add everything, everything that we can ever think or imagine to our lives. And what I like about worshiping him and what I've come to understand is that when I want something from him, I don't have to stoop down to the enemy's tricks. I don't have to go outside of faith to get what I desire because I can just go to the father and I can have a conversation with him. And through time, he might not tell me his plan. He might not tell me if he's even going to give me what I asked for. But I can go to him and I can just tell him my desire. And I can kind of tell from having that relationship with him if I'm going to get it or not. And then I realize that if he doesn't give it to me, it's not because he can't give it to me. It's because it's just not in his will to give it to me. And that feeling makes me content because I'm no stranger to the fact that everyone has a desire. Everybody wants to be great. And no matter what that desire is or was at one time or another, you wanted to achieve a goal and you pursued after that because you were passionate about it. And that's, that's okay. You strive to conquer it no matter what anybody said that was negative to stop you from shooting your shot to be what you wanted to be or have what you wanted to have. No matter how many times you heard no or 
rude opinions of others who told you you are crazy and should give up on your dreams or and dreams are beautiful I'm not talking about that I'm talking about going after the type of happiness that excludes our heavenly father a lot of us go after things and they don't even acknowledge or ask our heavenly father for counsel they don't include our heavenly father in on their desires so they just go that's what what i'm referring to but i just thank and praise our heavenly father for his word I thank and praise him for being with you all on today, for having just a brief encounter with you all to give some encouragement and just feed a little bit of his word. And I just ask that you continue once again to pray for one another, to lift up each other and our burdens together and petition unto God all those that are sick all those that are lost all those that are needing to be saved all those that are needing to be restored all the ones that are needing homes all the ones that are having issues in their marriages all the ones that are single, that are desiring to have love in their life, those that are needing to have church homes, I just ask that we all come together and just pray for one another. Those that are going through perilous times, that we all connect, no matter what denomination, whether you're Baptist, Church of God in Christ, Pentecostal, Catholic, that we all come together. Because when our Father sends His Son, Jesus, Yeshua Messiah, when He sends His Son for His people, He's not coming back for denominations. He was coming back for a church without a spot or a wrinkle or any such thing. And my hope is that we all find a way to turn against all wickedness and serve our Heavenly Father with all of our hearts all of our minds, all of our souls, and love him just the same, and love each other just the same. So I thank you all for listening. I thank you all for being here with everybody, not just me, but everybody who comes wanting something from our Heavenly Father that's deeper than anything that anybody on this earth can ever 
give to us. And I thank you for seeking him and his holy righteousness because it lets us know that you desire to have a relationship with him and that you want to go back with him, that you're choosing him out of all the radio stations that you could listen to. You chose WXAN 103.9, which is once again, the best radio station here in Illinois. So I'm going to leave right now. And I just one more time would like to extend an invitation to all of you to be saved, sanctified, filled with the precious gift of the Holy Spirit. And if you desire to have someone to pray with you, you need someone to talk to you, you can give us a call at 270-883-1893, which is our church phone number. And we will be more than happy to pray with you or just listen to you. May God bless you. May God keep you. And our Father in heaven surely loves you. And so do we. God bless you. Now will you heart and soul say yes? Will your spirit still say yes? Yes. If I told